Hey everybody, welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez here. Today, I have the privilege of hosting the amazing Elad Luz. He is the head of research at CyberMDX and has more than 15 years experience working hands-on in cybersecurity, software research, and management. As head of research at CyberMDX, Elad is 100% focused on protecting and improving the safety of medical devices. He painstakingly studies how they work and whether they have any open gaps or vulnerabilities that bad actors can exploit. The research includes classical cybersecurity techniques such as analyzing protocols, reverse engineering software, testing vulnerabilities, and also data driven techniques using machine learning and artificial intelligence. Elad regularly shares his interests with insights with vendors and officials, which often results in a public vulnerability disclosure. It's a risk that we've been very well aware of for a long time. And those of you listening to this, whether you be a provider hospital buying these devices, wanting to keep patients in your facility safe, or if you're a med device company, uh, looking to increase the safety profile of your devices. This is the episode for you. So Elad, I'm so glad that we're here today and thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And by the way, thank you so much for jumping on late in your day. You're calling in from Israel and we appreciate your dedication to, to, to what you do here. Sure, it's perfectly fine. So listen, I'm curious what it is about like just what you do, you know, what, what is it that inspires your work in security within healthcare? So, so that, that's a story that started four years ago, just before I joined CyberMTX. I was looking for my next position in a cybersecurity company. And I met uh, Amir Magner, our founder, and he was describing the challenges hospitals are facing in cybersecurity. It was not long after the WannaCry ransomware attack, where literally hundreds of thousands of computers were attacked, causing a billion dollar damage and delays in caregiving worldwide. And so I remember coming back home, having thoughts about this, I would say, injustice situation, because mm -hmm. hospitals are places we go when we're the most vulnerable and hurt, either emotionally, physically, or even both. So those places should be neutral, they should be ethical, sensitive, safe, of course, and bad actors are coming and messing it all up, right? They, they mm -hmm. target our hospitals, our safe places we go to when we're most vulnerable. That means that's like benefiting from hurting humanity at its weakest point. And the more I thought about it, these thoughts became emotional, even now when I'm describing mm -hmm. this to you. And that's just where I understood I'm joining. So I knew this work is going to inspire me and wake me up every time in the morning, protecting the things that protect human lives. That, that's a motto. And so that is the motivation and inspiration for me in healthcare. That's fantastic, Ilan. I love that. Protecting the things that protect human life. And that's something to wake up for and stay up late for. How would you say that you and, and the team at CyberMDX are adding value to the healthcare ecosystem? So we part of the ecosystem in different points, in different aspects, perhaps. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, obviously, HDOs. So we supplied them with a cybersecurity solution, 
which is specifically designed to help their challenges, hospital challenges in, in the cybersecurity area. And we also don't just deliver our solution. We help them, guide them, frequently share our knowledge with them. So that's, that's what we do with HDOs. Another player in the ecosystem who we interact with is medical device uh, managed security services. You're obviously familiar with uh, Philips, who is a leading manufacturer mm. in the healthcare sector. Philips today are also offering cybersecurity services for HDOs. And they have decided to exclusively choose our solution to be used as a core foundation for development and implementation of cybersecurity plan for their customers. Okay, so they give services for cybersecurity uh, for hospitals by using our product. So there are hospitals that use our product themselves and there are hospitals who use managed outsource uh, security services and we are also involved in it. Mm. Very nice. Hey, quick question for you. What does HDO stand for, Elad? Health delivery organizations. Got it. Got it. Okay. I'm with yeah, you. I'm sorry. With you. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page there. And yeah, it, you know, it makes a lot of sense, right? Being able to, to provide all of these stakeholders perspective on the security status of these devices. Philips, I mean, they're, they're a huge player in this space across many, many devices, there must be a good reason that they've decided to work with you guys as the exclusive provider of what you do. What makes you guys different or better than what's available today? Well, that's a question for our customers, <laughs> but I, I think they would, they would tell you three things. First of all, our insight, and I'm particularly proud of that because it has to do with the research our team delivers, the team that I lead. We've discovered 15 different vulnerabilities in the past years affecting over a hundred different medical device models. That has greatly benefited our customers as well as the broad community, you know, not only our customers, but everyone who uses those devices who can now improve the security of the facility. And I'd carefully say that we are the leaders for medical device vulnerability research. Also our flexibility. So we enable our customers to optimizing for their security they can segment entire groups of devices inside the hospital that share common policies. They can block specific scenarios between connected devices. They can control the utilization and dual compliance alignment. Well, inside the company, we're very innovative and constantly looking for more values we can give our customers, which ends up in enriched solutions. And I think our customers really feel it. Another point is about action. We take the art of risk management and make it more science. So we have a unique approach called the, the device-centric risk management mm-hmm. in which our solution can simulate the risk reduction before taking action. Uh, later on, we automate those actions for you. Uh, we also help our customers determine where they should start because usually on cybersecurity, you have lots of issues and lots of different devices and aspects. And you just need to know where to start. You just need to know how to prioritize things and also how to do that, how to mitigate the risk and, and have alternatives because not everyone can do the maximum effort for every problem. So it was very important for us to enrich this action aspect in our solution because that increases the chances our users will decide to act. And eventually that's what's going to protect their devices. Those are the three things I've said, mentioned our insights, our research, 
the flexibility of our solution and our attention to enriching the action aspect. Yeah, that's very unique, Elad. Thank you for mentioning that. And, you know, there's, there's so many things that can happen with these devices. And then there's also the areas of care, right? So you, you could be dealing with a device that is acquired and, and operated within the walls of a hospital. Then there's the actual implantables and devices, external devices too, like, you know, CPAP, for instance, that is taken home to take care of a therapy for a patient. Those are very different, right? And so what are some thoughts that you would share around those that stay at the hospital and those that go home? So those that go home uh, can be divided into you know, implantables mm-hmm. and also telemedicine. People get equipment, oh, okay. home, like patient monitors. And this equipment is connected remotely to the hospital reporting about the vital signs. Yes, and this is, this is the new norma also following COVID. These are new challenges that we'll, we have to cope with in the, in the next year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so within the context of telemedicine, right? Yeah, you're right. It's become central. I mean, it's the shift to remote medicine, virtual care, care at the home, call it what you want. There's a lot of opportunities there for attackers, but there's also opportunities for us to, to get ahead of it. What, what would you do or, you know, what does your company do to improve outcomes or make business better in that area of, of, of security? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good question. So uh, first of all, if I like, I can tell about the, this situation a little more. So obviously COVID and our, our POCs on uh, like person of contacts on hospitals are usually project managers, IT personnel, information security personnel, biomed. And when COVID started, those people were busy setting up new departments, connecting more devices, enabling remote work and more. And they also had to deal with new constraints. So they were less responsive for a couple of months and that delayed some processes, right? But the cyber threats, just like you say, did not hold. It's the opposite. Hackers were exploiting the new normal. So what we see more is staff working from home are easier targets. Mm-hmm. New networks that rapidly deployed might have missed proper security. Uncertainty and instability affected uh, people's judgment and opened so many options for phishing attempts. Because, you know, every day you get surprising news and you start believing everything and phishing works better on, on you when you're unstable. So eventually attacks on hospitals rose. So uh, a couple of months later, not only HDOs restored their cybersecurity efforts, but they also extended them. More of them understood it's a vital part of the organization and business and continuity. They came back with new challenges and more requirements. Just like when most of us, uh, I believe also our listeners at the beginning of COVID, were skeptical about how working remotely is going to work and will we adapt at all. But Mm -hmm. eventually it created a revolution, right? So we adapted and we learned how to do new things and we are now better. So of course, we we, we all wish this was under different circumstances. (laughs) Those hyper jumps can, can only happen, I think, after introducing significant constraints. Maybe that, that reminds us that we're not uh, open-minded enough sometimes and revolutions could happen 
more frequently. Yeah, I totally agree with you. There is that opportunity and, you know, COVID became one of those bad things that happened that we were, you know, we're making huge advancements with. And thankfully with the work that you and, and your team and, and, you know, the, the work that the security teams are doing at these organizations, we can deploy these solutions safely. There's a huge opportunity and we shouldn't wait for things like COVID to make these huge leaps and revolutions, as you call them. Well, speaking of leaps, what are you most excited about today? Well, obviously, my baby girl. Nine months ago, I became a father, and excitement is understatement. Congratulations, <laughs> man. That's awesome. Thank you. Are you getting much sleep? <laughs> uh, I, I was just beginning to say that sleeping, on the other hand, uh, is an uh, overstatement. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. But, but yeah, yeah, I love it. So, I'm excited about research in general and vulnerability research in specific. Research is obviously exciting. You may know where, where it starts, but you never know where it ends. Also, when you end up with valuable findings, there is much excitement because a research that uh, you started in your, on your desk in the lab and then reported to the manufacturer could end up with protecting thousands of hospitals worldwide. You know, if there is a public advisory, if patches are released, and we had this happening for millions of devices, and that was super amazing and exciting. Also excites me is when we get feedback from customers saying our solution helped them secure the devices or you know, specifically when it helps preventing serious damage, that can make my day. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, you, you know, you, you started on your laptop or on your desktop there, and then next thing you know it, you're helping protect those devices that protect people's lives. Like, in the millions. And that's a damn good feeling. <laughs> it's a damn good feeling. Definitely. Uh, the other thought that came to mind a lot is like, oftentimes, when hospitals are acquiring these devices, and device companies want to sell them, the acquisition process could be lengthy. And I've seen the field evolve, you know, from 10 years ago to now, like every single device you have to get in has a lengthy cybersecurity review. I wish there was a way to just expedite that. You know, I, I wish there was maybe like a more standardized way to go through the process. What do you think about that? Is there a future where it could be more standardized? Or do you think each device is so different that the, it'll never be standardized? Great question and to the point. So we work these days with our customers on a, the onboarding process mm -hmm. of a medical device. So when you receive a new device to your hospital or when you evaluate a new device, you want to set it, set it up in a lab environment and make sure all the integrations work, all the interoperability. Mm. So our impression is that when hospitals do that and, and they already do such onboarding, they focus much on interoperability, meaning that the device will properly send telemetry to databases and will work with other devices as expected and that takes time to to make it work but they should we think they should focus more also on cyber security of course to getting that chance of that device inside the lab having a chance to evaluate its security some devices have other capabilities when they are connected they can be remotely managed they can be remotely updated they can work with other devices that perhaps the hospital doesn't have and 
and those capabilities are unnecessary. So it's best to be informed of all those things before deploying this device as an entire fleet in the hospital. So these are deployed in, in the most secure way because after you deploy them, it's very hard to make changes on production. Everyone is very strict about that. About the, the length of the process, yes, that process is very lengthy. Everything mm -hmm. is, is very lengthy in that area. You know, manufacturing the device and getting it to the market and deploying it and everything and, and also supplying updates. So it turns out that You know, on our mobile devices and, and desktops, when there's a security issue, manufacturers can get updates within days. Mm -hmm. On medical devices, the average time is about a couple of years, something like that. Wow. So in that period, the device is affected, vulnerable, whatever. So there's a lot to improve regarding, you know, timeframes. Yeah, that's interesting. Hey, off topic, I'm just curious, you know about that whole project that Elon Musk has, the Starlink? Yeah. So, you know, I often think about that, right? The idea is internet, but I mean, is it bigger than that? Are they going for more? And okay, and so I should level set this. So folks, you're listening to this. <laughs> I was outside the other day. I left my neighbor's house. It was Friday. I was with my son. It was about 9.50 p.m. And All of a sudden, I see these like stars and they're all in line behind each other, moving just, you know, directionally one behind the other in a straight line. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is that? And I had no idea, Elad. I had no idea what it was. I'm like, they're UFOs. I don't know what this is. So I went back home and I looked it up and sure enough, it was the Skynet or, you know, Starlink, Starlink. that SpaceX is doing. And I think about stuff like that, you know, so you're putting these things up there. What if those things get hacked? And now, you know, like, what are your thoughts on that? I know it's off topic, well, but you think about these things. So I'm curious. That's crazy. That's crazy. So first of all, about your story, there are amateur astrophotographers uh -huh. who complain about those objects before they're used to take long exposures of the sky. And those objects are moving just too fast and... Ruining you know, the photographs. Uh, ruining the photos. <laughs> But that's, that's just another uh, matter. Yeah, definitely. In satellites, it's a bit more trickier to get in line with the communication or be a man in the middle. Mm. I mean, I, I hope so. And, and it really depends on how things are implemented. But they will definitely be a, a sexy target for hackers. For right? Hackers, definitely. I mean, in Perhaps a big way. Perhaps the ground controls of those satellites which are connected to the internet and, and are perhaps more approachable would be targets. Yeah. Fascinating. Well, anyway, thanks for your thoughts there. Eli. I, it's just very real, right? And so our world is evolving and, you know, the work that you're doing in providing health and health care to patients is important. The devices that you use are critical in that work and the work that Elad and his team do at, at CyberMDX is so important. Protecting the devices that protect people. It's important that you stay abreast of what's going on. The thought leadership that Elad is doing here is just incredible. So if you haven't heard of them and you haven't, or if you have, it's time to dig deeper and get better. CyberMDX.com is where you can find them. Elad, why don't you give us a closing thought here and the best place that the listeners could get in touch with you or your team if they want to continue the discussion? Sure. My closing thought is, is let's help hospitals, cybersecurity. Let's be proactive. There are lots of ways we can help. CyberMDX is constantly growing and recruiting hospitals, 
in your area might be hiring for cyber security positions. Also, if you're interested in, in volunteer opportunities, there are nonprofit organizations that help hospitals with cyber security. So lots of ways to get involved. If anyone wants to know more about how they can help with that, feel free to reach me either over LinkedIn or you can head to our site and contact us and I will do my best to help. Outstanding, Elad. Well, thank you. Thank you for the work that you do and the difference that you and your team make in the daily care of millions, millions of people, billions, I would even say. So thanks for jumping on with us and sharing your insights. This, is, this has been fun. Thank you, Saul, for reaching out and thank you for helping us raise the awareness for cybersecurity. security.